This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I got a special product for my cannabis love in kings and queens. If you love a good pre-roll, a joint, you have that fresh cannabis, we want to make sure it's staying fresh. And so I'm thankful to have Integra Specialty Products here at the Low Life Podcast. Brings you plant-based solutions for top-tier cannabis storage and packaging with two-day humidity control packs. Ensure the freshness, potency, and quality of your cannabis with Boost plant-based solutions that only puts in pure water vapor into your dried-out buds. Ideal for flour, pre-roll, edibles, they offer harmonious balance of convenience and freshness. For more information, check them out at www.integraboost.com or at Integra Herbal on Instagram. Use code LOWLIFE at checkout for 15% off your next online purchase at www.integraboost.com. Dookie just took a shit in the living room. Okay, well, let's start it on a high note. Hey, putas, welcome to a brand new episode of The Low Show. I'm your host, Lo Von Rumpf. That sounds so professional while my dog takes a dump three feet away from me in my living room. <laughs> God. All right, I'll just get into it. I love this episode. It was so nice to sit down, have a glass of wine, and just shoot the shit, laugh, and talk with someone that just gets me. You know that one friend that you can just say anything around and not worry about offending them and just let it all hang out? That's what you're getting on this episode. Caitlin and I just letting it all hang out, talking about body image, insecurity, social media. And whether we want to admit it or not, we all struggle with those things to some extent. After this episode, I'm hoping there's a takeaway for you. Hoping that you can look in the mirror with a little bit of a different lens and instead of looking away or critiquing yourself like I do at times when I look at myself, you can look in the mirror after this one and just thank your body for hanging in there during a pandemic, hanging in there through grief, stress, a breakup or a fight. Just thank your body for getting you to this point. That's a win. I'm not going to criticize my body after this one. I'm going to thank it today. Caitlin and I also talk about Howard Stern, McDonald's fish fillets, Paul Rudd never aging, pursuing our dreams. It's a great episode. This one's very close to my heart. I hope you guys enjoyed as much as I did. Okay, so <clears throat> all right, here we go. Um, I'm going to do a little intro okay. for you. Okay. My guest today is a successful business owner and entrepreneur <gasps> with the delicious wine company, she also has a line of scrunchies that are so chic. Aside from her thriving businesses, our guest also happens to be the host of a very successful podcast. She is a pioneer, a titan in the podcast world, a legend. She's also a television personality who's captured the hearts and minds of millions of people on The My Bachelorette God. on ABC. And she's continuing to live out her dreams on the dance floor, appearing on the newest season of Dancing with the Stars, Bailando con las Estrellas, for my Latino listeners. Ooh, oh, she is unapologetically herself and one of the kindest humans I've ever met, who just so happens to be a best friend and a client of mine. I'd like to welcome my very first guest oh to the Low Show, oh. Miss Caitlin Freaking Bristol. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's the low show. I know. I'm chirping <gasps> out that I'm even doing this with you right I can't, now. I actually can't believe I'm your first guest. I thought you like said that just to make me feel good like before. No. But now when you just did that intro, I'm like, oh my God, I'm really your first you guest. You have to be my first <gasps> guest. You're the reason why I'm alive today. 
she is the mother I never had. She is the sister everybody would want. She is the friend that everybody deserves. You're the... Re- <laughs> You are. No, but I mean, you're the reason why I feel like I could even do something like this. I'm the truthfully. one that has, I'm the only female in your life that's ever made your dick move. That's true. Yes, you have. Yes. Say, well, well, I mean, I, actually, it, been a few. it is accurate, though. You're the only one that's done that in my 20s. Oh, which says a lot. You yeah, know what? Got Kalo little, for life. There you go. Kalo <laughs> for life. Kalo. So, yeah, you're my first guest and I wouldn't have it any other way. And I started off. So the Vinos are probably listening right now. And they're like, so. oh, my freaking God, Caitlin, here she is with us. So no. And everyone is like, oh, my freaking God, Lo started a podcast. Finally, you have been encouraging me to do this for about three years. Yeah. And I'm probably um, going to lose all my listeners to your <laughs> podcast because it's going to be so much better than we're mine. Like launching at the same time, same time <laughs> slot, no. um, same network. You end it with see you next Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> No, let's get ready for that confession. Fine. Oh my God. It's like single white female vibes. It's a movie. They're best friends. And then one becomes obsessed with the other and then Stop. like kills her. Or something. Oh, I was going to say that's us. Yeah. And now like, I'm just <laughs> so, kidding. Or tries to kill her. It ends up being crazy. I mean, I wouldn't do that too. Um, but I'm so excited to have you on. In every episode, I want there to be like some sort of a takeaway. We'll mm. dive into something, something. Mm. And I think that. I didn't even know what direction to go with you in tonight because there's so many freaking spaces I could touch on with you. Well, and it's hard because I feel like I talk about everything yeah. all the time. So everyone's it's like, true. get some new freaking content, bitch. Mm-hmm. Well, we're about to. Well, I'm sure you've touched on some of the topics we're going to cover tonight. But the main thing I want to talk about is a little bit of vulnerability. Mm. And I think that vulnerability is your superpower. Oh, yes. It's one of many. Um, but you have this ability to get into, um, people's hearts by just being who you are and people fall in love with you, Caitlin, all the time. I've never met anyone who didn't freaking love you. And I'm not just tooting your horn because you're on my podcast and you're my bestie. I'm just telling you that it's the truth. People genuinely love you and you're so vulnerable. And this is why I want to do this whole topic about self-love, like especially body image. Mm -hmm. One, I just finished a really good book on body image wait i wrote it down yeah what is it the body is not an apology Uh, uh, that sounds so good the power of radical self by sonia renee taylor okay shout Mm. out get her on the pod yeah she's an incredible author but it's all about loving yourself but i think when it comes to you being a woman Mm -hmm. who is in the public eye i think you got all your shit together you look phenomenal (laughs) you have a freaking thriving career but i I think I've got you fooled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trick or treat. Yeah. She's miserable. No, mm-hmm. she's not. You're, not. you're not. But I do think that from anyone looking outside, looking in, they wouldn't think that you have any problem oh. with body image or self image or actually life. And I think mm-hmm. that you definitely have opened up with me and your listeners. No, of course. And that's it's kind important of, to be open about that. That's kind of what I want to dive into. And the first thing I want to bring up is. On Instagram, you came out and said you had read some comments mm-hmm. that were so shitty yeah. uh, that were about your appearance. Mm-hmm. We didn't love that. Yeah. And we didn't love that. That didn't go over well. No. no. <laughs> With PMSing, period, Caitlin. Oh, it was the perfect storm of things for you. But that yeah. being said, you the way you handled it was you opened up on Instagram 
when I, I think on your stories mm-hmm. and you were just like, this sucks. And you said you had a good cry and felt like complete shit for that moment in time. And I feel bad. You don't think I feel bad? At 30 years old, I thought I'd be married with kids and I'm not. And I failed at this. And you think that I don't feel bad? People change their mind. People make mistakes. I know. And it, you know what? I had a radio interview the other day and the guy completely dismissed my feelings and made me feel so stupid because he was like, Oh, I don't know what you're talking Like, you're gorgeous. He goes, okay, so anyways, now that we've figured out that you're not ugly, it's like, okay, no, I know. I'm not, that's not yeah. what I was getting at, but okay, sorry. I it's almost like, like, you can't understand the struggle because, like, you're cute and beautiful. And-, and I feel beautiful a lot of days, and I feel cute a lot of days, and a lot of days I feel like, oh, shit, girlfriend's 35 and getting old, and then other days I'm like, that's so stupid because I should... <laughs> celebrate each year of yes. being alive you freaking beautiful queen Thank celebrate you. it well i mean I'm, and you do mm-hmm. but i will say that besides trolls making comments about your appearance there's a weird thing with women though mm. about well just women in the media and how people feel like they can criticize their appearance mm-hmm. i think that's more guys get it too i don't think it's as bad as ladies though i mean this is what jason gets you are way too hot for Caitlyn. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Just saw that on his last thirst trap photo. <laughs> like, because he has abs, he's too hot for me. I'm like, look, we're both, we're, uh, celebrate everybody, bitch. Yeah. Just because he has a six pack, he's too hot for me. And then, I mean, everyone stood up and was like, that's a really shallow thing to say. Yeah, They're hurtful. both, like, beautiful on the inside. And I'm like, it's just, they, they're just so nasty. It's always about looks to these troll women. Always. Mm-hmm. So you, I think it was yesterday or the day before that you mentioned something that Howard Stern said. Mm. Makes me sick to my stomach. Howard Stern. I actually loved and was a big fan of Howard Stern. But after hearing something like him talking shit on you about your appearance, it just makes me sick to my stomach. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I, I don't think it's okay for like a, what is he in his late 50s, early 60s, this grown ass man to rip on a woman's appearance. I can't, you can't do it. I can't. You are stressing me the hell. I stress you. I can't. You're not, I'm, not, I'm done. I'm done. It is. But it's his shtick. You know, it's so unfortunate as I shouldn't have. I, I was a Howard fan for so long and I always yeah. respected his ability to talk to anybody about anything and have them open up. But the more I think about it, the more I'm like, it's kind of in a crude way where he just makes you feel stupid if you don't. Yeah. And so when I went on The Bachelorette, he would always comment about how hot I was. And I was like, oh, thanks, Howie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. Flattered. Stern. Yeah. Like I always was like, oh, Howard. And then, you know, and then over the years and everything, like by being vulnerable or going through so much changes or working on myself, I started realizing how mean he is. And that's, but that's his shtick. That's his thing. That's, you know, what he's been for years. And it's, you know, he's, it's in a teasing way. He was making fun of a lot of the contestants on Dancing with the Stars. Still hurts. You know, because he was like, oh, she used to be hot, but she screwed up her face. And I'm like, "Mm, Mm -mm. that hurts. Yeah. Because. It's a really shitty thing to say. Because I haven't. I haven't screwed up my face. I don't think. I think I've aged um, six years since people have seen me on TV. I think I've gotten some a shit ton of Botox, but like subtle filler. Like I'm not screwing up my face. Somebody made up a whole TikTok um, and tagged my sister in it about how I've went under the knife for a nose job. And I'm like, no, I would tell you if I did. I would. Love your nose. I thought you had rhinoplasty. 
on the self image, the self love. <laughs> and I'm like, so tell me all the plastic surgery. You've <laughs> like, God, um, yeah, no, no, because you have such a beautiful nose. Oh. Uh, it's like a perfect little Barbie nose. So I always just assumed because I know so many people get rhinoplasty. So to me, what is, I don't even know what that is. What's oh, rhinoplasty, a uh, nose job. I've had no plastic surgery on my face, just my nose. It helped me breathe better so I can hit higher notes. But are you, are you, Michael, are you honestly saying that you've only ever had one operation? Two. You've had two? As I can remember. Yeah. Uh, and okay. everybody in Hollywood get plastic surgery. Plastic surgery wasn't invented for Michael Jackson. No, I'm not suggesting everybody it was invented for Michael Jackson. They call it rhinoplasty. Rhinoplasty is the word for a nose job? <laughs> yep. That's mm-hmm. terrible. So, and I, I mean, I know at least like 20 people who've gotten, yeah, it's th- just that's like, great. yeah. Right. It's kind of just like a, a rite of passage in L.A. Yeah. Get your nose job. Yeah, you have a card. Um, yeah. Scan it. <laughs> get your permit <laughs> and get your nose job. I had a little bit of Botox, an eyebrow lift, and my ears tucked. I had my nose realigned, fat injections put into my cheeks, my lips done. I had my chin shaved down. You're already saying, you know, you want to have your boobs made bigger. You've said they're an F. Correct? Triple D, F. I like the F. <laughs> I actually want H for Heidi. So, uh, but you didn't have one. And no. yeah, but people love to criticize like, and say that you've been under the knife quite yeah, a bit. all the time. And it hurts so bad because I'm like, I think I grew up really focused on appearance because of being in a dance studio. Weight was a big thing. Weight was a big thing. Image was a big thing because you were a performer. And it was like, it was always commented on. All growing up, it was, oh, she's so cute or, oh, she's this. And my mom, like, loved to put me in dresses and have my hair done. And it was not anything on my mom, but, like, it was just always seemed to be about looks or that's what a lot of people focused on with me, especially in the dance studio. Like, oh, you're, you've got such a good body for ballet and, oh, mm-hmm. you're skinny enough to be a ballerina. And everything just was so hyper-focused on image in my life. And I mean, kind of still is to an extent on social media. Yeah. So I think that's why it's so hard is because I've done so much work on myself to like be more accepting and loving of that's who I am. That's why I want to get into that too. Yeah. Like what the hell is you doing, Queen? What are you doing? Like the self-love, mm. where, how does that even start with, with someone like you? Like when did you, like what well, you was like a... rock a, bottom first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me tell you the steps. You yeah. got to go ahead and hit the old rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah done that i'm incredibly hard on myself too so i i get it i know you are yeah i I mean i think most people are most people are hard on themselves for physically physical stuff too and anything i'm my own worst critic but specifically when it comes to looks Mm -hmm. i can freaking beat myself down hi i'm cellulite sally look at my huge badonkey oh and don't forget about me i'm back fat baby now who could have said that oh yeah it's Tina, they're talking to me. I can't even wear a short skirt and a top without looking like a fat bitch. I'm Carney Wilson before my gastric bypass surgery. Well, what about this? This calls on your skin tone. Somebody throw shampoo back in the ocean. Oh my gosh. I like try every day to convince myself in the mirror that my dimple on my ass is so cute. I love it. Which is, I'm start, but you know it's crazy. I'm starting to believe it. Yeah, it's freaking adorable. It's just this one mass. It looks like someone took a big, big old stapler to my butt. Oh my! And God. I'm like, look at that cute dimple. And I just keep telling myself that. And I'm starting to believe it because it's like 
get over yourself, Caitlin. Yeah. You have a, you have cellulite. Hair thinning impacts a lot of us. In fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. It's not only common, it's normal. Join over 1 million people who are doing something about it with Nutrafol. I've been recommending it to my friends and family. I take it. My mama, the queen, takes it. Queen, you love yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I recommend it to my hairstylist. I recommend my sister-in-law and even my niece. We range in age from like 22 to 67. They're loving it. Yeah, they are. It's a great Mother's Day gift. Oh, I love it. It's amazing. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code LOWLIFE. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code LOWLIFE. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code LOWLIFE. So did you did you read any books or did you have any like person in your life that was like kind of turned it around for you? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, great. I mean, let me start from the beginning. Yeah. My mom was raised to also be a ballerina and a dancer. And back in her day, nobody was around to talk about the repercussions of body image issues or how that can really affect a child or, you know, like she was literally the most loving mother. I'm She's like my best friend to this day. We have such a healthy relationship, such a close bond. Everybody loves that woman. She's amazing. But she only knew being a performer, being on image that's just she grew up with three brothers and it was like she was like the little show pony (laughs) you know and like so I think for me growing up it was like important to her that I felt the same way because it was something that made her parents proud and I think it was just this whole thing of you're a dancer and you're you know performing and we got to make you look your best and I mean, thank God she was also a healthy, loving mother that encouraged me to be who I am. She's the whole reason I am have got this quirky personality who's totally. unapologetic. And she's, you know, she really let me be crazy Caitlin. But I remember thinking like, ooh, aging is bad. And like getting gray hairs is bad. And it was a fear it, for you. Yeah, it was a fear for me. Same. Really? Oh, one of my biggest fears. To yeah. this very day in this moment. Same, same. Yeah, it's terrifying for me. Which is so crazy because we should celebrate each year that we Women are Women like Jane living. Fonda give me so much mm. hope because she's in her late 70s or 80s either. I mean, she's... She gives me no hope because you know what? what? She doesn't drink wine every night. Oh, well, that's true. J-Lo doesn't drink. No. I could, maybe I'll be the like exception to every rule. That's true. They'll be you like, damn be. girl. They don't drink, but um, they are, well, JLo's insane about her diet. Yeah. Um, but I thought Jane Fonda, she likes the vodka, doesn't she? Oh, okay. That's a fair. little bit. Okay. Maybe that's just her character on Grace and Frankie or whatever <laughs> on Netflix. She's like an alcoholic on the show. <laughs> so you just so believe I that's just her. I just assume yeah. that's her real life. But yeah. anyway, no, I'm obsessed I, with Jane Fonda. I do and, think it's how we grew up. Totally. Like, but that's, it's not a blame. It's a generation. You had a sister though. Did she get the same pressures as you to be like the dancer? She got pressures in other ways, which I think most kids. mm, Are are she the older? She's older. Okay. She was definitely more responsible and like, 
I was kind of a degenerate and I feel like that was maybe a way to control me was yeah. through like my dance and like do this and to keep it you was, on the right course. Yeah. <laughs> or my your sister mom knew was like, a wild card. My sister was like, she always did the right thing. But yeah, <laughs> she had pressure on her in other ways. And I think, I think my mom saw myself in her, like her as a little girl with the dancing dreams. So I think that really came through That's in that so way. Sweet. I know. I mean, we've we've really truly bonded over dancing, and and you know what? We've had so many real honest conversations about body dysmorphia and body image, and how it affected both of us as young women, and how we're both working on it now. And like, it doesn't matter how old you are. My mom said I've encouraged her to be more, you know, accepting of herself mm-hmm. and self, and and it's cool to to hear that because. They just, our parents didn't have anyone to look up to for that kind of thing. Nobody talked about their feelings. Nobody talked about being, nobody could be vulnerable. No, especially in was, that time. It was hide it, sweep it under the rug and yeah, everybody's happy. Women's voices were so suppressed. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Silenced. Yeah. That actually was like a, what made women attractive, like them not exactly. opening their mouths right? as much they about things. They were just uh, something to look at God. and to be a mother come a long way women baby. have come a long yes, way yes they have i love still it still a long way to go but yeah and i crack up by the way talking about your mom um being a dancing queen just like you when you sent that picture to your mom and it was like you doing a little pose with artem <laughs> yeah and she's like hand placement not where it needs to be yeah she, she's Always a dance mom forever a dance mom. forever a dance mom and it's so this you is were like, like a little maddie ziegler yeah, oh I wish. God, I wish I could dance like that. <laughs> Only there's, had that there's a music reason, video. There's a reason my dreams are coming true now. I have to go and dance with stars because I was on a reality show because girlfriend got rejected a lot. <laughs> when I was like, I'm going to make it as a dancer. And then I moved away and everyone was like, nope, no, no, not good enough. The other day I was doing a pickup for Dancing with the Stars. And I was telling my story about, you know, how how badly I've always wanted to just dance and how it brings so much joy into my life and like, how happy I'm in a dance studio and how it just didn't work out for me in my twenties. And they're like, okay, we just need a quick line for me. <laughs> it was like, it was like, <laughs> it was like, I always loved to dance, but I just wasn't good enough. <laughs> and I was like, there's that. Yeah. But my mom, it's so I've seen dance moms and then my mom's like in the middle of like, which mom would she be on that? She's not an uh, Abby Lee Miller. She deserves nothing. Don't have an attitude that you are entitled in this world. You are not. You deserve nothing else. You earn it. You can't stand here and cry. I have no, 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 no crying children. None. Well, if you yell at me, I'm going to cry. Get out. No. (laughs) My mom is like literally so proud and knows I'm capable of just like being my best, but I think I've always held back in dance my whole life because I was like, I can never think I'm going to have to go to my therapist for this one Yeah, because there must be a reason I used to hold back in dance. You felt like you held back. Yeah. I don't think I was so damn good, but I think I definitely had more potential, but I think I like held back. my, My mom always says like, I think it's because you just don't like to brag. And I was like, "Mm, I don't think that's it. (laughs) Like there must be a deep reason. Yeah. I'm going to 
Call my therapist on this one and figure this out. Uh, well, I kind of delved into something like that with my therapist. You did? And uh, because I didn't want, well, actually one was for a podcast, but one was even for my styling career. Mm -hmm. And I was really nervous. I had, I worked for Burberry, as mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and I had a very comfortable income and everything was great, but I wanted to style. Anyway, I, my own fear was holding me back. Like the underlying, like buried deep within me was a fear of potential failure or even success. I was a little bit scared. Like if I did make it, I'm scared of my own success that I actually hindered myself and didn't like take that fearless leap as I should have. Once I went to therapy and I had like crazy life circumstances that happened. And then I thought, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just mm -hmm. going to throw myself into the deep end and do the styling thing. And it worked. And right. Yeah. Here we are today. But I, yeah, I kind of just had a little aha moment. Yeah. I think I, I was the exact same. Like I sometimes was scared of the potential and sometimes I was afraid of failing. So I kind of kept in that middle ground where it was safe comfortable yeah it was comfortable and then when I moved I was like okay I'm stepping outside of that box now let's go for it so I think then your fear of rejection comes in in your 20s then being when you go for your dreams and you're like you know I'm not going to hold back anymore and then you get yeah. rejected you're like well this yeah. is why I did what I did yeah it's like reassurance it's like when I think I look old and then the trolls tell me I look 75 I'm like <laughs> well it must be true yeah. <laughs> Yeah. God. Okay. So wait on self image though. Yeah. What do you do? Like, because I know on social media, either you have a specific magnifying glass on you, mm -hmm. which is tough, but I know for a fact, people that aren't as active on social, media, everyone's going through this shit. Mm -hmm. Everyone's being hard on themselves and uh, being judged by other people. And uh, I mean, appearance is one thing, but people are just judged in general. Mm -hmm. So I just wonder how do you, because you have such a freaking great head on your shoulders and I feel like you have a great perspective on how to handle these things and I know you have your moments where you slip up and you feel like mm -hmm. overwhelmed yeah part of it could be hormonal other oh, yeah. parts just sometimes it hurts yeah because you're a freaking human right um but what do you do sometimes to get through where you're if you're not crying like how do you handle some stuff like this on and well like, it just depends it's so circumstantial because sometimes I can't handle it and I allow myself to not be able to handle it. And I'm like, you know, Jason, he's like, who cares? And I'm like, I do. And I'm going to let myself care. And yeah. I'm going to cry and I'm going to get over it because sometimes crying to me is therapeutic. And I it almost feels like I wash away my little fears and insecurities with tears. And yeah. then I feel better after. And the tears are great for your skin. Yeah. You told me this. Oh, yeah, I did. We yeah. did the salt on the skin. It's yeah, so good. Like, saline. Yeah. Saline helps <laughs> moisturize. I don't yeah, know. I don't remember. It does. Is that what it is? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I think I just like allow myself to really get into that dark moment and be like, you know what? I am going to go there because I think when I hit that point of being so upset, I kind of feel silly after. Where I'm like, oh, I felt all those things, but like, that's stupid. Yeah. Or if I sweep it under a rug or I don't acknowledge it, it just builds up inside. So I am a really big fan of feeling my feelings. Yeah, feel it. Get um, through it. And then other times I just think I need to uh, look at it through a different lens. Like, okay, is Jack and Jill, why did I just think that name? <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight on Instagram. Like. Oh, an uh, ex-boyfriend's so, current girlfriend and just coming after me for something. Oh, like, yeah. Like you know, Erica like, underscore Dubai yeah. is ripping you a new one. Yeah. Like the made up ones just to like people will make up a Twitter account just to say this one thing to me and then never be active again. I'm like, damn, Gina. 
Yeah. Do people still say damn Gina? I like that. I, I love it that It kind of came out naturally. But yeah, I think sometimes I can ignore those or laugh at those. But I mean, other times, like, for example, like, wait, let's go into body image. Yes, please. I don't need to have downtimes just because of what people say. I can have my own on my own. Like my song says, I can be hard enough for all of us on myself. And I can be hard enough for all of us on myself. I don't need to read about it, hear about it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And people who don't like it can turn it up. Love me or love me now, but they don't know me. And I can be hard enough for all of us on myself. I don't need other trolls to like get me down. I can be really hard on myself sometimes. Yeah. I can, I think, I mean, a lot of it has to do with growing up in a dance studio where I was always told being small was good, but then I was told in social life that I need to gain weight and I've been told mixed messages. So I'll get out of the shower and be like, oh, look at that. That's a new dimple or that's a new, and I'll be like, God, I'm gross. And then other times I'll get out of the shower and be like, fucking Killing, killing it. it. <laughs> By the way, so wild to me that I know women who can gain weight or men, but I'm just keeping this on women because mm-hmm. I feel like they have it harder mm-hmm. in life, get scrutinized. But I don't think people realize that you being a tiny person, because I know from our in-depth conversations that mm-hmm. people are like eating disorder, oh, yeah. like she's purging, mm-hmm. she's bulimic or just yeah. crazy shit like that, mm-hmm. which... Like you can't win them. You no, can, and too big, what too I, small. What if I did have an eating disorder? Yeah. You know, and people were just saying that that's not helping, or that's yeah, not making like, light of anorexia or bulimia. Yeah, or something like, like that. you can't just throw that out there and around because I, I think everyone knows at this point. Yeah. I would be so honest if I ever had, you know. And, yeah, and I, my heart always goes out to because I could see, given my um history and my body image issues, I could completely see how eating disorders would you know, naturally happen to some people. Very common in the dance world. Yeah. And I've never struggled with either like bulimia or anorexia. I've definitely struggled with body dysmorphia and I still do to this day. I used to not hand out my school pictures in high school because I thought like my head and my cheeks were uneven and my eyes and blah, blah. Like I just had dysmorphia. And it's wild to me that someone as gorgeous as you but I mean, well, there's anyway. I mean, thank you. But it, there has, I have to say, I've worked with, I mean, now I'm what, 10 years vested in the styling mm-hmm. world. And I've told you this, I've worked with some freaking beautiful, some of the most beautiful women in the world. And I will say that some of the most beautiful women in the world, they all are body dysmorphic. Mm-hmm. They all think these little tiny actresses that I dress think that they are orcas and I'm like, <laughs> you're not you look fantastic I, know. I, I mean it's just i don't know it's a it's a really because tough all body types have not it been makes celebrated. Me so sad. all all body t- types have not been celebrated enough in our lifetime so the people who do have what is close to you know victoria's secret models which we see in magazines and on uh, social yeah, media i'm what, so glad that's starting instagram to models fade yeah, out th- that's you know that's just messed with everybody's brain but i'm just so sick of and that's why I like Bird's Papaya. If you don't follow her on Instagram, you should. Um, and people like Raw Beauty Talks because it's so refreshing on the feed. And I don't even want to use the word re- word refreshing because it should just be normal. But yes. they celebrate body types and it makes everyone feel less insecure no matter what size you are because it's like 
it's like, so what if you like, this is where I'm going to struggle. And this is something that I'm already working on is having a child. Like to me, I look at people who have children. I'm like, you are the most beautiful queen I've ever seen in my life. Like you carry oh, pregnant ch- women too. Oh, I'm obsessed yeah, with pregnant women. Same. I'm like, you carried a child. Your body is so beautiful. I see like Sarah always posts stretch marks and stuff. I'm like, oh, you hero. Like, yeah, how beautiful that you. But I know I'll struggle with that with myself. So I've already started working. And I think that's something, you know, I've come so long in, I think the last, like since I was 27, I know I've really started to work on my self and image and issues, things that I go through. And I think now I'm like really focused on like, think about how I look at other women who have had children and I need to look at myself that way. And I think just like, that, like, like that I said, the grace that you have, that lens of yes. like appreciation for these beautiful queens. Yeah. Return the favor to yourself. Right. I need to talk to myself like that. And that's, that's what I've actually started to do. Like, like I said earlier with the dimple on my butt. It, so even if you have to lie to yourself with certain things, they are cute, but like you're never, you know, unless you tell yourself they are, you, you just have to, you have yeah. to do it. And you uh, just start loving certain things that you think are flaws because they're not. They're your own insecurities that other people don't even notice. Totally. Yeah. Mm, I love that. But let me tell you, it's an everyday mindful. Oh, for sure. Thing to work on. Like, uh, the self-talk is crucial. Positive self-talk. Every, and you're like, I clearly have down days. It should be everyday homework that you think about because. Do you dive into those Instagram comments? DMs? Or do you try to avoid it for, I try your own, to avoid it for your own sanity? I mean, I have to say my DMs are mostly filled with so much love that it's hard to avoid because I'm like, I wish I could respond to everybody with their nice comments. And I know. a lot of people think, oh, you just respond to hate. And I'm like, you should see my DMs. I try. I try so hard to respond to so much love because I want to have personal, private conversations with these people who are reaching out, saying nice things. I love giving a good clap back to trolls on Twitter when I yeah. like, have a little zinger. <laughs> And then move on, you know, but I love having mean, meaningful. Com- I've made friends with some girls that trolled me, actually. Wow. I There's two. I wouldn't say Wait. they trolled, but there's two I've gotten like. Actually kind of close with on Instagram and talk to and love talking to them now when they I thought they were like hard on me. Were they what the hell? Yeah. Hold on, because I would just hit the block. Bullying, report, abuse. But I took it as, okay, these people have invested time in listening to my podcast and buying my scrunchies and they're, maybe they don't know how to approach some feedback or criticism. Oh, so it wasn't just a surface thing. Like, I fucking hate your eyebrows and you've had a nose job. (laughs) Oh, I've gotten far with some of those people too, but no, this was like, I don't, I don't even remember what it was now at this point, but I've like become friends with them. So. It's so weird. The we're, the world of the internet, like we all, even at school, like, oh God, it killed me the other day when one of my best friends told me uh, somebody was mean to her little five-year-old boy. No. And I was like, I can't handle it. I can't handle it. Yeah. yeah I can't, can't do it. I can't. You are stressing me to hell. I can't. You're I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Because... I mean, I can't handle it at 35 sometimes. How's a little five-year-old supposed to deal with it? It's so hard. And I just think all the time about having, I used to never want girls up until recently, actually. I used to always just want boys. I was like, that'd be so easy and blah, blah. 
boys need some grace too. They have feelings too, and they go through damn straight. Yeah, they go through body image. They just don't talk about it. They're taught to not talk about it, and we dismiss that because girls do have it hard, and there's more pressure. But guys feel it too. Yeah, yeah. We just don't talk about it. We just don't talk about. I it. remember because boys grow like Christmas trees. That's like a thing. So uh-huh. in pu- like as you're going through puberty, you get a little bit bigger and then you sprout up and you have a growth oh, yeah. spurt mm-hmm. to out yep, up like a little Christmas tree shape. Mm. Um, anyway, being that Christmas tree yeah. is not fun at times. Because yeah. I was like, oh, my God. I remember I was like, I think I was like sixth grade, but I was like, oh, like I have breasts. Like, yeah. what the hell? Yeah. Like, you know, like I started to feel like my chest get bigger and stuff like that. But I was always a tiny, skinny, scrawny kid. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of got a little bit like. I guess like chunky and I was like what and my mom's like oh we gotta get you some husky jeans <laughs> I was so pissed what? she took me to Mervyn's to get husky <laughs> jeans and that's when the body image started and I was like yeah. are you kidding and anyway but then I sprouted up and then I got and it's always been a thing. I'm just saying, guys, yeah. they go through it, too. They, do. they just don't talk about it. They really don't talk about it. I want to have Jason on here and talk about it. He's going to be like, I've never He'll be like, had I've a never body had, image. Nope, I've, I've always had a six-pack, unfortunately. Six pack <laughs> and everything's great. <laughs> Pillar of strength. <laughs> Seriously. it's. Uh, I remember going to therapy, and I was like, no, I'm pretty sure Jason had a perfect childhood. And she goes, I have yet to, to meet anybody. <laughs> yeah. I really think you did. Pretty uh, idealistic. Pretty yeah. amazing. Oh gosh. I know. It's it's a it's a journey. The journey of self-love never stops. No, I've said this before on my podcast, so I'm sure if people have listened to it, they might know this or maybe they forgot. But when I bought when I bought my house in Nashville, it was the first home I ever purchased. I was so proud of it. And I was like, oh, easy breezy, bought a house, good to go. And it was like the next week, like, oh, your AC unit broke. It's like nine grand. And oh, then it's like damn. Yeah. And that's like, well, you've got a leak and now you need all new hardwood floors and you're, you, know, you have to clean your eaves troughs because now you, that's where the leak came from and everything adds up. And I was like getting so upset. And I always talk to Brie. She calms me down. She's very realistic and like can, you know, put talk me on the right the path. Ledge. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, yeah, house is always an ongoing project. It's, there's always going to be something. You just have to know that. And if you have that, you know, outlook on it, that there's always going to be something that needs to either be redone or fixed or cleaned or something. Mm -hmm. It's just part of being a homeowner. And I was like, I'm going to, you know, we should treat our bodies like it's our home. So we're an ongoing project. We every, you know, sometimes we'll have good weeks and nothing will happen. But other times you'll go hit a very low low. And it's just like, well, now I got to work on that. A little and bit of a leak. Yeah, a little bit of a leak here. Maybe uh, <laughs> some new floors there. Like there's sure. always just room for improvement and something to work on. And that's okay because you can't always wake up and be like, adjacent. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> Taj Mahal. It's 10 out of 10. Yeah. No, it's some just... days you feel like a definite fixer up or some days you need to have a little flipped house moment. Yeah. And I just, that is so normal. It is so normal to have. I think that feels so good to hear from your voice, mm. from a woman like you to say that. But then it makes me feel guilty sometimes. Why? Like today, I felt very guilty because, like, you shouldn't complain because you got right. a lot going for you. I feel like I started saying something to one of my girlfriends. I was like, "What? Like, what if the whole cast just comes down with like COVID or the crew or something? We all have to be shut down. Or what if this?" 
ankle that's really hurting me right now just turns into like a broken ankle and oh my and god I went really, she's talking about dancing with the stars by oh, the way yeah. mm-hmm. i just went really dark into like what if my dreams are taken away from me again and i just started getting like depressed about the world and then the fire is going on and like all these things started spiraling <laughs> you... for me and i like had serious anxiety in the middle of the night to the point where like i was borderline panic attack and i was like hot sweats and like not okay and then i'm like what how can I be negative or how can I complain or how can I feel depression when I literally am living exactly what I want to live, like the life I want to live. Yeah. And that, that's something I'm working on too, is because it's like, yeah, because you're a human being. Did I like, what did I play a part in that depression anxiety for you? Sure. Sure. I did. Why? Well, before you went to bed, oh. my nice little recap. Okay, Jason and I were here in the kitchen. Bromancing yeah, it up. Yeah, bromancing it up until <laughs> wee hours of the morning. And Caitlin was in the room, but she could hear us talking. And I'm like, God, the fires are so bad. They're ravaging Oregon. My yeah. cousin had to evacuate, and I was just going into and it. And Jason about, was like, yeah, the world's ending. The world's ending. And it's a dark place right now. Yeah. Why are they starting? And I'm like, we're talking about climate mm-hmm. change and everything. Probably wasn't the best to go to sleep with those thoughts, but my bad. But you can't avoid those thoughts either when it's yeah. the world. It's yeah. what we're all going through. And like, who is who doesn't go through depression right now with a state of a pandemic and the freaking, don't get me started on the, but like politics and oh election God. coming up and fires and This is a heavy year. It's a very heavy year. Yeah. I, I don't know anyone that can just, well, besides Jason, but... <laughs> I'm, just kidding. I'm not. He's um, thriving. He's thriving. He's always thriving. I've never seen him happier. It's like a global pandemic, and he's like making his to do list yes. to conquer the freaking oh world. Oh my gosh, his to do list like every day. I can't wait for him to be on the podcast because he will just uplift your but you gotta super dig soul. In there, there's got yeah. We're gonna go deep into the childhood. Mm. I'll just I'll find something. You won't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. Damn it. Okay, well, Caitlin, I love that you are so open to talking about insecurities and yeah. body image and even being if it freaking, sounds stupid, I'm it doesn't sound it. stupid. Mm. It's I think it's very empowering. I think that you being open will help it helped me. I love that. And I, I learned a lot from you. Really? Oh yes. Queen, I did learn a lot from you because one, I think you're very fearless. Two, I think you're unapologetically yourself. Uh, the whole thing about feeling it, mm-hmm. you've mentioned it in this podcast, but like feeling it, like going mm-hmm. through it. It's okay to be down mm-hmm. and be open about it. Like Even if it's like an abnormal amount of days, yeah, do something about it. Like talk to a professional, like do something, be sure. actively trying to be better, but no, it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. That in itself, I want to end it with that. That's oh, beautiful. That's oh, no. That's the end of the pod? <laughs> We're doing a rapid fire question right now. Yeah, you can't. (laughs) She's like, oh, that's it. I just opened up my heart to you. I'm like, let's call it a night, shall we? Thank you, Caitlin. (laughs) Just end the heart now, please. Go to sleep. (laughs) And don't forget about the fires. Yeah, don't forget about the raging fires and the election. Um, Okay, so I just want to go over a little 10 rapid fire questions. It's a new little segment. Okay. All right, <clears throat> here we go. Favorite cheat meal? Oh, freaking McDonald's every day. 
What on the McDonald's mm, menu? You getting my, chicken my nuggies? No, I don't eat meat. Oh. <laughs> I go with a nice old fish fillet. It's <laughs> gross. It's not. They have don't you have, tried one? I have. It's not gross. It is. It's like. They don't bun. have them all year long. Yes, they do. Oh, I thought it was only like during Easter months because you can't eat meat if you're Easter Catholic. Easter months? Yeah, because people give up meat for like the holidays for Easter. Like you mm. can't eat meat on Good Friday. It's a Not Catholic everyone thing. does that. No, not I, everyone's Catholic. Okay, well, in my world, no. <laughs> the fish fillet, the bun is so soft. The that fish sauce is... is vile. <gasps> the tartar sauce. Oh, that's what it is. I tartar dip my fries sauce. in it. <laughs> I dip my fries in it, and I get, of course, like what I find vile is the cheese melted craft singles on the fish. That's gross. So I get it without that. Add shredded lettuce. Mm. It mixes into nice this good iceberg. old tartar sauce. Sure does. Mm, my mouth just watered. <laughs> and God. everything's just so like, it honestly tastes fresh and so soft. And then I love the fries. So I get like extra large fries, dip it in sweet and sour sauce. Oh my God, I need I McDonald's love lately. sweet and sour sauce. I haven't done my cheat meal in a while. I've been doing like pizza and Chinese, Chinese food, food, but I haven't done my McDonald's in a while. Ooh, that's coming up. Oh, you know what? Tomorrow after, no, um, Wednesday after Dance with the okay. Star. Okay, yeah, yeah I'll okay. be here for that. Okay. And by the way, I'm like, we don't judge on this podcast. I'm like, ew, sick, Caitlin. Don't have that yeah, fish for life. Yeah, but you judging and teasing, own. it's totally two different, different things. things. What is something that people often get wrong about you? Probably that I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> They're wrong I, about it. People think I like drink all day, every day. And I'm like, oh, dude, right. I have a wine brand and I like love to have a glass of wine before bed. Like, what? yeah, sometimes I like to party. It's not a big deal. Not no, a that, raging alcoholic. Okay. People that actually don't say that that much. They used to, but that's, I, think, I remember that. Yeah. I think I just own everything that they're like, Damn, it's not bugging her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I would just say like, they probably think my confidence is a lot higher than it is. I think I'm a pretty confident human, but I think I have really big insecurities that I just constantly work on. Mm -hmm. mm, I love that. Cabin in the woods or <gasps> beachfront cottage. Oh, shit. I know both are great, but. Cabin in the woods. Are we drinking or are we doing drugs? I'd like to say a little <laughs> bit of shrooms oh, okay. and some fun. And you could do it in both places. I've never done shrooms. Oh, we have to do that okay. together I've on a podcast at some point. Oh, damn. I don't know about that. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to say you get to own it. Own a cabin in the woods or do you own okay, a beachfront beach cottage? Okay, beachfront cottage. Okay. I love the water and all mediums I talk to say that the water calms me and I need to be around it. That's your, Oh, you're a cancer, aren't you? No. Gemini. I'm a freaking Gemini. Sorry. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Okay. June baby. Yeah. Red or white wine? Red. Mm, damn. What's your favorite one from your collection? Pinot Noir. More than the Cab Sauve. Mm, I like them both the same. Okay. Good answer. Depends on my from mood. The owner. <laughs> yeah. I like the same. And I also love the rosé and I also love the white. I love them all the same. They're all delicious. Yeah. My favorite's the rosé. Okay. If you... oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was the white. I love the Sauve Blanc, but I've been. It's a Pinot Grigio. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> I am so embarrassed. I've been promoting that. I love that you think because I know you love Sauv That's Blanc. My favorite so type it's so funny. I'm really glad you thought it was because that means you just enjoy it no matter are what. So sweet to me, but yours is not like no. Doesn't taste like there's Splenda packets in it. You sick. Um, if you could raid one woman's closet, who would it be? Avril Lavigne. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. He was a skater boy. She said, see you later, boy. He was 
Yeah. Uh, okay, I take it back. I just wanted to say someone that was like a skid because yeah. that's up my alley. Okay, if I could raid one person's closet, it would be... Jason mm. just saunters in. I love it. <laughs> and then gives me a look and saunters Shoots a freaking look. Okay, give me someone that has my style. Um, Someone that has your style. I would go with... Like, no pants. Yeah, as I'm interviewing, sweater. you're in underwear and a sweatshirt. Yeah, because I just got um, a fresh spray tan. She, her underwear. I would go... <laughs> <laughs> I would say your style, I would go with... I want to say Margot Robbie, but I because that's just what I like to mm-hmm. dress you in that like super like elevated. I love coats and things, and so does she. But I'd have to go with like, oh God, I'm trying to think who's like an edgy... Like Ariel Vandenberg. <laughs> Sure. She always wears comfy and like cool yeah, shit. She loves like a Harley t-shirt. Yeah. A Jane Aniston. Yep. Oh, Hillary Jesus. Duff. Jason says Duff. Hillary Duff. No, geez. Jennifer Aniston. We'll go Jen Aniston. Yeah. A celebrity hall pass and it can't be Jason. Mm. Can it be Ellen DeGeneres even though? Yeah, it could be I Ellen despite um, people thinking Rumors. she's a little monster. Yeah. So Ellen is great for a woman crush and if they had to be a male. Oh, it would be Paul Rudd. Mm. He keeps getting hotter. Paul Rudd or Chris Hemsworth. When are you the most inspired? Wow. That is a great question. Thank you. Either <laughs> when I'm drunk. No, I'm just kidding. Um, when am I the most inspired? I would say when I'm around people that inspire me. Like in Nashville, when I sit down for a writing session, I'm like, I am so freaking inspired. Expired. I was yeah. expired. <laughs> Feeling expired. Inspired. Leads you to inspiration. Like being around people who are like, like Cleo. Yeah. Being around pe- Jason, even like be- people who are motivated and want to do better inspire me. And then I feel inspired being around people like that. Yeah. Rubs up on you. Yeah. That or I feel truly I feel inspired in a dance studio. I've learned that. Yeah. I just am like, like poor Artem. He's like, yeah, we'll do this. And I'm like, or we could do this. He's like, I am the choreographer. <laughs> I'm the pro. Let here. me lead. <laughs> yeah. Let me lead. Okay. Yeah. Next question. One thing you need in your life to keep you happy. Well, I mean, I want to say something cheesy like love. You can. Okay. Love. Love. <laughs> like genuine love. Genuine like, love. Whether that's relationship or friendship or like just genuine when you feel cared for. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's laughter. I'd Same. Die without it. What, right what about uh, one object for you? An object I can't live without? Yeah. Like, what do you mean object? One like object that you need in your... Sure. If no. that's what keeps you happy. <laughs> I'm not a big deal though, guy. Okay. Um, <laughs> One object. Could... One object in your life that keeps you happy. An object? Yeah. I know, like, freaking Barbara Walters over here. Sure. Oh. If that's an object, I guess it's a thing, a dog. I don't know. No, dogs are an animal. Okay. That's what I would pick, but a one thing. I want it like a material item. A material item I can't live without. Okay, I'm That going, keeps you happy. That keeps me happy. Crystals. Oh, really? Lately. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I do love I do love being, yeah, clean sheets. Clean sheets, a warm blanket. With some candles, a warm blanket, crystals, and like a good meditation. Oh, and some essential oils. Are you Mm. still on that essential oil? yeah. Oh, my God. When I visited you, I had like pancreatitis or something. Yeah, you had kidney stones. And you're like, do you want some essential oils? (laughs) I've got one for kidney stones. Little peppermint. (laughs) Um, Okay, last one. Where was the best vacation? 
you've ever taken. Where was that? Vacacione. It was definitely Italy. Italy. Yeah. It was in a time where it was a really, it could have been one of the roughest times of my life, but I chose for it to not be. And I chose to celebrate myself and my accomplishments and treat myself to Italy. And Cleo and I went and we ate everything. We drank everything. We saw everywhere. We took road trips. We just literally lived our best lives and didn't worry about a thing. And I danced in the streets and I got drunk every night and I swam in the water. And we it was just literally the best trip of my life. The men in Italy. I'm not down. Okay. I'm not. I love them. Jason's 1% Italian and there thinks he he's 98. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't, I like that he's 1%. Yeah. Um, but no. I, Italian men are beautiful. They're creepy, though. Because <laughs> they're very uh, demonstrative with like their they feelings. Would, like, they whistle come up and, and like, sure. Yeah, I don't like that, though. They're calling you out like you're beautiful, like beautiful queens. And like, I sh- that's probably my own fault because I probably think of you know them as creepy when really they're probably just sweet yeah open with their love cleo loves it yeah it's a lot of attention because cleo's her mom's french and her dad's mexican and those are like two of the most loving cultures and she just loves yeah she thrived i'm like (laughs) yeah but you love some pizza and some wine don't make eye contact (laughs) rape whistle i just want yeah Yeah. i'm like afraid of everyone well, Caitlin, no, this it. is it. You're meant to do this. God, this is the beginning of a journey. Well, I'm very proud of you because I think this is probably one of those things that you're like, mm, I'm a little afraid of what it could be. I and am. you probably don't want to disappoint people. Mm-hmm. I had diarrhea it, earlier today. Oh, I, it's so relatable. I will have bit. that all morning tomorrow before dance. Yeah. Um, I was nervous. That's good. That means you're doing something that you should be doing because who doesn't get nervous when they are taking a risk and doing something that they love? Diarrhea all around. <laughs> You're right, queen. Uh, <laughs> Every time great. you have ner- nervous diarrhea, you should just smile. <laughs> <laughs> just smile Spades on the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, this is good. We're in a good place. Let's leave it on that note. I know, I smile looking... with your diarrhea. Yeah. You know what? That's mm-hmm. how you should end every podcast. Yeah. That's your tagline. <laughs> smile with your diarrhea. When you have diarrhea, just smile. smile. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. On that note. We're Good out. night. Good night, everybody. <laughs> All right. That's our show for today. Thank you for listening. If you could do me a solid and rate and subscribe to this little engine that could called the Low Show Podcast, that would mean so much. This little hot mess express needs every rating and subscription it could get. It does matter. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for sharing this. We want to keep the conversation going. Of course, you could slide into my DMs. Follow me on the gram at stylelvr. Next week, I got a little trick-or-treat for you guys. My next guest is going to be Mr. Jason Tardik himself, the financial wizard. We're going to talk business, finances, how to save, how to get out of debt, credit cards. Of course, I want to throw in some juicy questions about love, sex, and everything else. He's probably going to regret doing this interview, but it should be good. Can't wait for you guys to listen next Thursday. But until then, stay hydrated, putas, because I know you're thirsty. I love you guys. I'm out.